trigger warning for this podcast may contain explicit material unlike every other episode we've ever done Welcome back, all my nerdy, nostalgic friends, to another episode of Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. In today's episode, you're going to find me, Irvin, doing a solo episode. And in this solo episode, I'll be bringing you some nerd news. You already know what it's about, and so we're going to give you the latest and greatest in the nerd universe, what's going on in our pop culture world. Now, it's been a little bit over a month since I've delivered one of these, so I do apologize about that. But that's okay. We're going to get you the information that you need. All right, y'all know the drill. Please head over to Apple Podcasts, drop that five star, tell your friends, family, coworkers, girlfriends, boyfriends, fiancés, wives, cousins, baby mama, drama, if you need it in your life. Tell everybody and their fucking mom about this podcast. Help us. Help us grow our audience. All right, guys. Before we get started, here's a quick clip for you to enjoy. I'm Miho Nishizumi, and this is Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. And thanks for stopping by, Panzer Vore! Oh, and fuck you, Brian, with an I. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. I want to thank you today for joining me on this episode where we are bringing you Nerd News Edition 13. We have done this 13 times now, so that's pretty cool. Now we've kind of switched over the nerd news to a monthly basis, so you can always expect to accumulate a little bit of news, and then we'll deliver it to you guys. Now this could be TV, film, a bunch of different nerdy topics. And on that note, let's go ahead and get started with number one, HBO Max to renew the Batman animated series. The animated series reboot or sequel is going to happen according to Kevin Smith. Several reports stated that on his podcast, Kevin Smith had heard HBO Max was in the market to reboot or renew the show. With HBO pseudo partnering with DC, this would seem to check out. And that is on the basis of something that we've been talking about that they are kind of partnering up because several of the DC DC Universe, their former uh, streaming platform, shows have already crossed over. Shows like the Harley Quinn show, Young Justice, what is it, Teen Titans, and Doom Patrol. Those were their staples over there. People were literally subscribed to the DC Universe just for that. And now you can find them exclusively on HBO Max. Now, fun fact about the DC Universe, they're actually switching to more of a digital marketing kind of thing, like a digital, not marketing, that's not the word, like a digital comic book form. I, it's it's kind of strange to explain, but the prime the primary thing is going to be the, uh, the comic books are going to be on there, so be on the lookout for that. Now, I think that this is an absolutely wonderful move on HBO's part because that is a lot of nostalgia points for a lot of people. And if they were to bring it in and get some kids hooked to it, I think it would be great. Since HBO Max is searching for needing and kind of wanting some more uh, intellectual property, some of that IP, I think it would just make a great decision to bring in the Batman, the animated series, with that nostalgia vibe for sure. Now, moving forward a little bit, we're going to go over to Netflix Kind of a big deal. If you already haven't checked this out, I've talked about this before. It is my favorite anime behind, you know, my nostalgia one, which is Dragon Ball Z. Nothing's ever going to replace that because seeing Goku go Super Saiyan 1 and then 2 and 3 subsequently later on is just one of the greatest things ever. I think Super Saiyan 2 with 
Gohan is probably my favorite, but Super Saiyan 1 was pretty freaking awesome. However, it took like 160 episodes for that to happen, you know, but um, but it was worth it. It was worth the wait. So, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba is now available to stream on Netflix. And if you've never seen it, I highly recommend it. Like I mentioned, it's both beautifully written and drawn. Again, arguably one of my top favorite anime of all time. I would place it right behind Dragon Ball slash Dragon Ball Z. And the only reason it's behind is because it's such it's such a new show. It's such a new manga. It's such a new anime. You know, I grew up on that other show, so that's gonna have the nostalgia points. It's gonna have it's just gonna feel like home. But this this show is absolutely wonderful. Highly check it out. Like highly recommend you check it out rather. Go ahead and if you are a subbed person, you can get it subbed, but you can also watch it dubbed, which this would be the second time I've seen it. I watched it subbed the first time and now I'm going to watch it or now I'm, I've watched it dubbed. I'll probably watch it a third time because it is that good for sure. And a quick shout out to Digger Jim and his son, because I know his son was actually checking out that show and he was uh, enticed by it. He's like, hey, yeah, I saw a couple. He's like, it looked pretty good. So I'm hoping you're enjoying the show or if you got sidetracked, this is a reminder to get back on it. On the topic of anime, a couple of other ones that are out that I actually have not posted anything about is Attack on Titan is available on Hulu. The latest season is out. Now that one is going to be subbed. It is not dubbed, so you'll have to watch that reading a little bit. You know, read read a book, do a report, get a buck. Rabdar Gab Dog. God, who remembers those commercials? Read a book, do a report, get a buck. I used to read so much and no one no one ever gave me a dollar. I I must be owed at least two or three dollars at this point, but I read a lot of books when I was growing up. <laughs> Some more nostalgia vibes for you, peeps. Some more nostalgia vibes for you. Rabdar Gab. Good stuff. Moving forward with the nerd news, we have some kind of exciting news here. This is this is a rumor. It's not necessarily news, you know. It's not always news that we report on here. Y'all know that. But according to The Hollywood Reporter, HBO Max has been discussing a live-action Harry Potter TV project for the streaming platform. What? That's amazing. Now, this is simply a rumor, and conversations are in the early stages. No writers or talent are currently attached to the project, but it is a pretty exciting rumor nonetheless. So, Harry Potter, obviously, it's it's been out a while. The book, the first book, came out roughly 24 years ago, with the first movie coming out four years after that in 2001, so that is 20 years old. Uh, roughly, it's about 19 and, and a little bit of change. November 14th was the release date of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone in the movie theaters. The book was like July 1997 or something like that. So it's been 20 years. So that kind of technically is, at this point, nostalgia, folks. That is nostalgia. That I mean, there was kids growing up at that time. How old was I in 1990? Did I read? I didn't read the books. I know I haven't read the books. So the movies in 2001, 20 years ago, I was in my teens. So yeah, that that definitely counts as nostalgia. I can't believe that. That's freaking crazy. But uh, you're a wizard now, Harry. You know that's that's one of the uh, that's one of the nostalgia things out there for sure. Harry Potter cannot believe that that is that old. I feel like it just came out, and I was just watching those movies. And it's funny, I remember, I forget which movie it was, but it had this one specific scene with Jonah Hill. He comes back to 
like talk to his roommates. He's like, hey guys, I just came back from watching the latest uh, Harry Potter movie. He's like, man, Harry's getting really old. They're going to have to start calling him Harold Potter pretty soon. And I remember hearing that line and just losing my shit because Harry, Harry hit a hard, 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 hard aging process there he went from like a little boy little fucking geeky nerdy boy to this like full-blown man with like a deep ass voice didn't grow much because he's still pretty short but nonetheless he did he did age up uh significantly so whenever i heard that line i was like ah that's hilarious and just lost it oh i know what movie it was it was funny people that is kind of a sad movie but not that sad uh mediocre i'd put it you know right in that five six range uh for our Ewok scale. It's called Funny People. It has Jonah Hill in it. He's like a side character, but the main people are going to be Adam Sandler and Seth Rogen. So yeah, definitely give that one a check if you've never watched it before. And continuing on, switching over to a little bit of DC, I guess, even though it's still HBO Max news, we're going we're gonna to discuss this here. HBO Max has officially, and specifically Zack Snyder, has officially announced the release date for the Snyder Cut. And it's going to debut on HBO Max, exclusively on HBO Max, I should add, on March 18th. That is roughly a month and two days away from when this episode is going to air. Man, how pumped. I I am absolutely excited. The trailers just recently dropped like a few days ago, like within a week. It's been absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm pumped. The movie did look similar. But at the same time, it looked different. And so I'm super curious to see what differences there are going to be. I'm going to have to watch the old one that I hope just gets fucking put in the trash can. And then speaking of put, getting put in the trash can, Josh Whedon right now is getting put in the trash can. He is going through all kinds of stuff with people just coming out. Actors and actresses being like, that dude's a dick. That dude's an asshole. Like, he is not a good person, not a nice person. So, you know, power to the people that uh, are stepping up to them and may they have the courage to pursue and continue this because, you know, bullies should never, whatever realm it is, should never be encouraged, should never be allowed to do it. And if you've ever seen a bully, make sure that you stand up for the person that's weaker than you. I remember hearing a quote recently, and I'm a big, big quote person. I uh, I absolutely love them. They're cliche, but most of the time they resonate and they have some deeper meaning. So this quote was, if they stand behind you, protect them. If they stand beside you, respect them. And if they stand against you, defeat them. So for bullies, I feel like that's perfect, perfectly in line with what we're discussing right now, right? So back to it, Zack Snyder releasing the Snyder Cut. I'm super curious to see how big of a difference it is between uh, his and uh, oh boys that we were just referring to and maybe we should just refer to him as Voldemort because we don't want to say his name but anyways he is getting dragged through the mud so Zack Snyder very hopeful for this Uh, I know you're listening right now so I'm excited to see what you're doing I'm hoping that this is the spark that the DC universe needs honestly I'm going to repeat the same thing that I've been saying forever in a day we need somebody at the helm maybe it's you But uh, I would love a great storyteller with you kind of directing it, you putting us into that dark world. That's that's your milieu. That's what you do, baby. From Watchmen to, you know, Batman versus Superman, Justice League, like everything like you do it, you do it. But, uh, you know, the stories could be a little bit deeper, a little bit richer. Find somebody that is a super nerd, literally 
just reads nothing but DC comics. It's not me. I, I can point you in the right direction, but it's not me. And have that person just sit down and be like, no, you can't do this because of X, Y, and Z. No, you can't do this because of X, Y, and Z. The stories have literally been written for you. Go watch the animated series. That is probably some of the best DC content that's out there. It's amazing. Flashpoint Paradox, just off the top of my head. There's so many good things out there. DC anime is uh, miles ahead of Marvel anime, excluding Into the Spider-Verse, which was a fluke in my opinion. And I still have high, high expectations for number two. But Into the Spider-Verse, kind of a fluke, especially because it's kind of Sony and not really Marvel. So anyways, I digress. Let's get back on track here. Moving on, continuing on with this DC kick here. Batman The Long Halloween is getting a PG-13 rating. Say what? And I'm going to give a special shout out to my boy Ryan from... And I always mess up his podcast name and I apologize about that it's just I go back and forth like one time I think that I'm saying it correctly when it's wrong and then vice versa but I'm literally looking at it right now on Spotify it's don't forget about us okay that's the name of the podcast go look it up it's pretty cool he has a couple segments on there he does what's called a brief personal glimpse into people and things that time has forgotten and then there's also what a horrific time where he reviews terrible movies He's always open to suggestions, so make him watch the worst movies because it's hilarious because then he comes into our group chat and just absolutely starts uh, bitching about having to watch Bat Pussy, for example. That's the that's the one that's stuck out in my head. I think he's also watched Gili, but uh, yeah, a uh, lot, lot of good ones on there for sure. It's a funny, it's a funny one. Definitely recommend uh, that one for sure. Anyways, got sidetracked as always, so he's the one who suggested this to us, but Batman The Long Halloween, the animated movie, which we were just discussing, will get a PG-13 rating. According to some different websites, the film received this rating for violence, bloody images, language, and some smoking, which is weird, but anyways. But my question is, should it receive an R rating instead of that PG-13 rating? Now, PG-13s are pretty common for DC And there's occasionally an R rating. The last one that got it was Batman the Killing Joke and Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. So I'm curious, why not this one? And this actually sparked up the interest in the comic book, The Long Halloween, Batman The Long Halloween. So I actually haven't read it. Ryan said it was absolutely something that is a must read. It's a Frank Miller. It basically leaves off from Frank Miller's Batman Year One. And it's going to continue on from there. So I'm curious. I had I ordered it recently. It came in. Got it for a steal online. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to read that. I have it on deck. I'm reading something called Unnatural right now. It caught my interest. It had basically like a half-naked pig on the cover. So I was like, what the hell is this? And so yeah, I uh, picked that up. And uh, I'm, I'm finishing that up right now. Interesting read so far. And funny enough, I think I'm going to do a segment on comics that I review of the week. So still working out some of those details and uh, kind of processing that, but that's something to look out for. Continuing on and discussing comics. That's a great segue, Irvin. Thank you, Irvin. (laughs) Keanu Reeves, the Keanu-sans, is happening right now. So Keanu Reeves comic, B-R-Z-R-K-R, Berserker, number one, has sold over 600,000 copies, and I got into a tiffle. Well, I didn't get into a tiffle. Somebody got into a tiffle on Instagram about this. So technically, they haven't sold 600,000 copies. They've 
ordered 600,000 copies. And to me, this is just a technicality because technically they are sold. However, the way the comic book world system kind of works is let's say 600,000 are ordered and only 100,000 are sold. They make it to where they can like rip the copy and then submit that back for credit. So it's like, it's still kind of sold, but then at that point it's like partial credit. So I stand by my statement that 600,000 copies have been sold. That's a lot of copies. Um, I'm excited for this. Keanu Reeves has a big hand in it and the character literally looks like him. So I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what it is. Uh, Garney, the artist, went on Facebook and announced that sales of the first issue looked to have set a record. He wrote that Berserker 1 surpassed over 600,000 copies. Uh, Now, if that's true... It would be the number one selling book of the 2020s, beating out Dark Knight's Death Metal 1 and becoming the highest selling comic since Star Wars 1 in 2015, which sold over 1 million copies. So pretty big numbers there. I'm curious to see how many of those are going to stick. I think it's going to stick. Keanu uh, Reeves is is a big you know brand name. The fact that he's putting his seal and his mark on it and it's uh, his, his story, it's, it's going to be a big deal. I think it's going to do well. Uh, I'm curious to see if it's going to be a good story or not, you know, just because it is Keanu doesn't mean that it's going to be amazing, but I have high hopes for it. And it's a cool, it's a cool premise for sure. And if you're not sure what it is, quick little Wikipedia search, it's going to get you there, but I'll tell you what it is because obviously that's why you're here. So basically the story follows a character known as Berserker. He's essentially a immortal warrior and it's going to follow him through the ages. It's a 12 issue limited series. It's set to debut on March 3rd, which is actually about a week after its original February 24th release date. And actually some foil covers will hit the shelves on March 24th. So about a month after. And if you do a quick Google search, it says that it's not going to pop out until June 9th, 2021. Why it's saying that? I don't know. So I don't know when this is supposed to release. I'm, I'm imagining that the March 3rd is what's holding unless there's some new information out there. So yeah, I I really don't know. This is like the second or third time it's been pushed back. So be on the lookout for that. I'm sure it'll pop up. And if I uh, if I do get a specific release date kind of honed down, I'll make sure to uh, to list it on there. And by listed on there, I mean on our Instagram page, which you should follow. Nerd.nostalgia. It's no longer nerd.nostalgia.podcast. It's just nerd.nostalgia. Finally, let's switch over to some Marvel Studios news. We had the big Disney day a while back ago, and that was kind of huge. One of the things that stood out from that to me was the Blade logo. And guess what? You might have guessed. This is going to be some Blade news. Pretty big. HBO Watchmen screenwriter to write MCU Blade reboot. So, so some uh, some movement on the Blade reboot is is happening for the MCU, which is awesome, finally, right? So after several months of searching done by Marvel and our boy to be, Blade to be, I guess, uh, Mahershal Ali, they announced that they found their woman, Stacey Osei Kufour, who was the screenwriter and story editor for the highly successful HBO's Watchmen series, has been announced as the Blade reboot screenwriter. Say what? If you haven't watched Watchmen, highly recommend you watch it. So good. Who watches The Watchmen? You do. You watch The Watchmen because The Watchmen on HBO was amazing. So good. Anyways, so she wrote for that. Um, many people claim that, you know, that Spider-Man was the 
with Tobey Maguire was the catalyst for the MCU, but I attribute it to Blade and Wesley Snipes, which that movie still holds, by the way. And so I'm hoping that Wesley Snipes is cast as Whistler on this, because that would be absolutely amazing. And, or at the very least, give me a cameo from Wesley Snipes or like a multiverse type of thing. But I'm excited for this uh, HBO Watchmen screenwriter to come on board. So if she had a big part playing in the uh, in the show, that is just absolutely wonderful because that show was very well written and a lot of things were done well on that. Continuing on with a little Disney and Marvel kind of news here. Uh, technically, this is Lucasfilm, but right on that same, you know, kind of thought process and uh, company, I guess I should say. Gina Carano has been fired. Say what? Gina Carano has been let go of her job due to a recent social media post. Well, actually, not one, but several. It's kind of been like a, a ongoing thing. So the actress officially no longer employed by Disney and specifically the Mandalorian studio. A Disney spokesperson was quoted to say, Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilm and there are no plans for her to be in the future. Nevertheless, her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. I posted this on the page on nerd.nostalgia on Instagram and a lot of people had a lot to say. It's really interesting. You have two sides to the to the same coin. You have the folks that are all for it. You know, they're like, you can't be intolerant like that. And, uh, you know, they're upset at her and they're like, good riddance. And then there's the folks that are like, hey, you know, where's freedom of speech and that kind of stuff. I see both sides. I really do. Um, I fucking hate. And I'm using the F word there for a reason, even though I'm trying to cut back on it. I hate it. I hate cancel culture. Absolutely detest it. However, you can't just say whatever you want and not expect there to be repercussions. You can't go out and be racist. Not saying that she did any of these things and I we won't get into the nitpicky of that and I won't give you my opinion on it, uh, whether I side on the left or the right of that. But everyone should know you can't just say whatever you want now. You can actually. Let me rephrase that. You can say whatever you want. If you want to say fuck Trump, if you want to say fuck Obama, if you want to say fuck Biden, if you want to say fuck free world 313, that is your prerogative by all means. However, there will be consequences. That's what you have to realize. And so the same thing goes with the Trump situation where people are like, oh, you know, uh, Twitter cut him off and, you know, cut him out. Yeah, it's it's a private company. He can say whatever he wants. He can still verbally say it. He can find another platform and say whatever he wants. However, there's repercussions to what you do and say. So we won't get into it because that gets very political and that's not what this show is about. We're here for entertainment. We're here to give you news. We're here to get you away from all that kind of stuff. But very interesting that she was fired. I don't think she was a, a super strong actress. So I don't think it's going to be uh, a huge loss. For them, I think they'll be able to write her out pretty well. So I, I'm not too worried about it. And if they wanted to replace her, they, they totally could. She wasn't a, a huge character, in my opinion. A, I thought she did great. I really liked her there. But it's I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to hinder the show. And to me, that's the big important thing. Is the show going to be hindered? I don't think it will be. So anyways, continuing on, switching away from that, giving you some good news here. Uh, switching back to HBO. <laughs> HBO killing it right now. So Game of Thrones prequel 
House of Dragons show. That's going to be the Game of Thrones prequel. It's set several hundred years before. But anyways, they have added four new castmates. So we have Eve Best, Sonoya Mizuno, Steve Toussaint, and Rise Ifans. I'm hope I hope 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 I am pronouncing these names correctly. I'm terrible about it. But they're joining the previously announced stars, Patty Considine, Olivia Cook, Emma D'Arcy, and Matt Smith. Would it be Darcy? It's like D apostrophe A-R-C-Y. I had another girl that I went to high school with that had that same name. I wonder if they're related at all. But anyways, Emma D'Arcy and uh, Matt Smith are also on there. So what is House of Dragons? Do you even know? Are you a Game of Thrones fan? If you're not, you should totally go watch it and ignore the last season because it does suck a lot. But anyways, House of Dragons is set several hundred years prior to the events from Game of Thrones show. This show will tell the story of House Targaryen and the Targaryen Civil War that became known as the Dance of Dragons. This is what caused the initial downfall of the Targaryen dynasty. House of the Dragon is one of several upcoming Game of Thrones TV projects. Recently recently reported that a Tales of Duncan Egg series is in early development at HBO. There was also a pilot called The Longest Night, I think, and that was canceled. That didn't go. And there's also a Game of Thrones project that is uh, going to be animated that's also going to be happening on HBO Max. So a few different ones for HBO. Pretty excited. I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. I know a lot of it. I don't know all of it. I actually recently went and won second place with the co-host, Brian, on um, on a trivia night. We won like a $25 gift card or something like that. I actually need to go back and get dinner there now that I think about it. Brian, if you're listening to this, let's get dinner sometime soon. Let's go get some steaks. Anyway, big fan. Excited for this. I think this is a pivotal moment. I'm glad they didn't go with Aegon's Conquest. I think that would have been too boring, but uh, I'm excited for this for sure. Well, guys, we are winding down to the last few pieces of nerd news. This is stuff that I have not posted, but it's definitely stuff that has caught my attention. One of them is that Peacemaker has a release date. So the Suicide Squad Peacemaker spinoff series is going to premiere in January of 2022 on HBO Max. So that's pretty exciting. I'm curious to see how that's going to happen. And if they're ordering that, then I'm assuming that the Suicide Squad movie is going to be good, which it should be with, you know, our boy James Gunn at the helm. Pretty excited for that. Another piece of news that I did not that I did not post on the social media was that Adam Hugel has been cast as Rinta in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So that's pretty interesting. Um, ex- expecting good things for that. Expecting that to kind of open things up for sure. And um, f- finally, we are going to discuss um, Zaw Ashton, that she's been cast in Captain Marvel 2 since we're on the topic of Marvel here with... Uh, with the Doctor Strange stuff. Sorry, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm like distracted over here. So yeah, I'm excited for those two castings. You know, that means the projects are moving along well. And so we should end up having those moved along nice and well. And WandaVision, speaking of, I'm actually loving the show. If you haven't checked it out, watch it. If you can get past the first three episodes, then you're golden. Uh, episode four really feels like a Marvel movie at that point and uh, starts to really kick off and and kick into gear on episode six now, right? And so we're waiting on seven, eight, and nine. Last three episodes are going to be one hour long. 
that's pretty exciting because that's basically like a movie at that point. You know, 30 minutes is like, oh, it leaves you wanting more. At a full hour, that gives you just enough time to basically feel like you were watching a movie. So excited. You can wait for all three, but, you know, the internet is dark and full of spoilers. So that's something that you have to be careful for. So excited for that show to uh, to finish out. And then, you know, we'll wait a little bit and then transition into The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, guys, that is going to be it. As always, please head over to Apple Podcasts, drop that five-star, tell your friends, family, coworkers about this. Help us grow our audience. But that's it, guys. I hope y'all have a great day, night, whatever it is for you. And remember, stay nerdy, my friends.